Support for this broadcast of Two Rivers 30 Minutes comes in part from a grant from Striffler's Family Funeral Homes. From TubeCityOnline.com, this is Two Rivers 30 Minutes, a weekly series of interviews with people making news around the McKeesport area. Produced by Tube City Community Media Incorporated, a nonprofit corporation. I'm Jason Toger, the executive director. On this show, we talk one-on-one with elected officials, community leaders, and others who are trying to make a difference in the Monoc area. And we also take your questions and comments on Facebook and Twitter at Tube City Online. What's in a name? Uh, the uh, famous question from William Shakespeare. The, we, the name is sometimes, especially when you're naming yourself, uh, as, as some people have had the opportunity to do, or you're naming an organization, it can set the tone for the for the whole outlook. It can set the tone for how people view you, how people interact with you. Uh, one important organization in the Mon Valley area that has been around for 40 years now has changed its name. What you used to know as the Human Services Center Corp is now... HSC Mon Valley, Human Services Center Mon Valley. What exactly do they do, which I think was one of the problems with the old name? How are they hoping that this new name is going to be fortuitous for them? Leah O'Reilly is Director of Programs at the Human Services Center. Uh, Good morning, Leah. Hello, good morning. Thank you for taking some time to talk with us this morning. Uh, HSC has been around for 40 years, and you were telling me off the air, you've been around for 18 of those years. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. I actually started as an undergraduate intern in our youth programs, and uh, I loved it so much and loved our organization and the Mon Valley in general that I, I just haven't left. It's been a really exciting time. Yeah, you know, we had uh, Stephanie Eason on uh, a while ago to, to talk about the Human Services, what was then called the Human Services Center Corp. And I think I teased her at the time uh, about the the website address <laughs> was very confusing. It was like HSCC dash MVPC. Did I did I cause this? Did, did I oh cause all gosh. this trouble? Am I the one? No, I have been causing this trouble for almost twenty years because I also <laughs> found it very long and convoluted and felt like it was very confusing for everyone that we talked to and met with. Um, so yes. But I do agree with you, and we obviously agreed so much that I finally got our wish of being able to change all of this. So, yeah. Tell tell folks, first of all, in in Braddock and McKeesport and the surrounding areas, what Human Services Center Mon Valley has done for 40 years under its previous names. Oh, okay, great. Um, So, you know, the mission of our organization is to improve the quality of life of children, youth, and families um, and adults that live within the Mon Valley area, which really is a large servicing area of about 38 communities where we stretch all the way from Turtle Creek all the way down to Clareton, et cetera. And um, we own our own human services center mall where we rent out space to other human service providers for the community, but we also run our own programming. And, you know, with our new name, we also have a new tagline, which really does fit our overall services, which is really people powering people. And that's really okay. what we do every day. Our people are empowering other people to really make um, a better version of themselves when they need some extra assistance. And so uh, we do that in a whole host of ways in all of our youth programming, our adult programming, our free tax prep programs. Um, we have a case management program, a whole host of services um, around the community, around financial literacy. Um, it's really a lot about improving 
um, the lives of others. And we do that in many different ways and different buckets of services. Uh, Leah O'Reilly is director of programs at what has uh, just changed its name to Human Services Center, Mon Valley. You can find them online at hscmonvalley.org. You may have known them as the Human Services Center Corp or uh, the Mon Valley Providers Council or uh, a bunch of other things. Your, your, your physical building is in Turtle Creek, I think, in a, what had been an elementary school, I think, correct? Yeah, actually it is. It's, it's right there in Turtle Creek. It's a large building um, that was Turtle Creek Elementary many, many many years ago my grandmother actually went to that school oh did she really so yeah so it's it's definitely been a long time uh that building has been there and it's really nice to see it really functioning for the community but the but the footprint as you said goes much further all throughout uh southeastern part of allegheny county um you mentioned that that one of the programs that that the Human Services Center operates is your building serves as a home and incubator for other social service agencies. What are some of the other agencies uh, that you're partnered with there at your building? So we have Eastern Area Adult Services has their senior center and Meals on Wheels is based out of there. We have a, we actually have an extension of the Carnegie Library. It's an extension of the library where it's a, and get books right there in in our building and order books there. We have um, the AIU has their middle and high school uh, services up on our third floor. We have TCB, which does outpatient um, mental health services. Adagia Health is in there, the WIC building, a daycare. Um, and we also have um, Squirrel Hill Health Center actually will be coming in there in January, which is very exciting to be providing um, very much needed health services for the community as well. That is uh, pretty exciting. I mean, I want to ask you about that a little bit later on. But but first, let me ask you, what did the COVID pandemic do to the to to the other providers that you're partnered with and to your organization that it was incredibly disruptive to everyone all over the world right but um tell, sure. tell us specifically about your group yeah so it, it was um it's been quite a couple of years um for everybody uh so because we do provide services um that our tenants rent space from us that has been very tricky since the pandemic because you know a lot of organizations have tried to move to telehealth or virtual services or haven't needed so much space within buildings. So that's been a bit of an up and down in our building. But I will say that, you know, a lot of organizations have held pretty strong and have still remained in our building. And we're still now starting to see a lot more people coming back to our building. For a long time, it was you know, pretty scarce to see a lot of people in a building that used to be very bustling. So it's nice to see that coming back. Um, our services were all in person. Um, the, the Human Services Center, all of our own programming was in person before the pandemic. So, of course, we had to really change the way we served people for quite a while, um, both virtually on the phone, doing a lot of drop-ins. But um, we're almost back to all in person now. Our youth programs are all in person. Um, our free tax prep program, where we provide uh, free tax preparation for over 600 taxpayers every year. That's all volunteer-driven. That was provided virtually for a while, and now that's back in person. Um, but uh, we do provide financial literacy trainings and seminars, and that used to be in person pre-pandemic. And I will tell you that that is now 100% virtual. And oh. we now serve like a 100- hundred probably 60% more people than we did pre-pandemic. We now serve over 400 people every year in those seminars. So it's been really convenient for the people of Mon Valley to access those because, as you know, transportation is a real problem in the Mon Valley. So for them to be able to, to log in virtually at any time is really 
really bumped up the attendance. And I think financial literacy is a huge part of what people need at this time. Well, well transportation, um, so, is yeah, a, we, transportation is a problem. I'm sorry to interrupt you. Uh, transportation is a problem, but childcare, for instance, can also be a, a problem. So if you can attend virtually, exactly. it, you know, that r- really reduces the childcare burden uh, for people who want to participate. Absolutely. I love that you totally understand um, our population and and who we serve, because that is absolutely the truth. There are so many barriers for people to even receive any basic services. So any way that we can try to meet people where they are is what we're going to do. Talk about some of the virtual programming, though, because uh, the flip side of that, another barrier in in the Mon Valley area, and we've talked about it on this program before, is Internet access. How did you reach out to people who wanted to take advantage of virtual services, but you know, either did not have broadband access at home or they had very slow internet, which is, is seems to be a lot of the communities in the Mon Valley. Right. You know, we haven't heard a whole lot of that because um, people that have had some issues with computers and are virtually, we've offered up um, services at our building for them okay. to come and do that at our building, um, out of our library, out of our office. Um, a lot of people are using their phones to access our, yeah. our, our webinars as well, which is Hey, I mean, I think that's great. If um, you're able to access that in any way you can, we encourage it. Um, a lot of our case management um, clients that did not have computers or internet be pre-pandemic, we were able to partner with the county to get our clients those free laptops and internet access so that they were able to really um, tap into all the virtual learning that was happening and is still happening. And um, training even now in general has really moved to a lot of virtual platforms for people. So we want to keep people with it, with the times so they can move with the times and get into those workforce development, uh, really platforms, um, to get their certificates, et cetera. So we try to connect them to the right people to get the help they need. Let's pause right there and, and take a 30 second break. When we come back, let's talk about a little bit of the history of why the Human Services Center was created in the first place way back in 1982. And also, let's get a little bit more into detail of some of the programs that Human Services Center organizes itself, including your Emerging Leaders Program and the HIV AIDS Working Group that runs out of HSC, okay? Uh, Leah O'Reilly is Director of Programs at what is now called Human Services Center Mon Valley, used to be Human Services Center Corp. You can find their brand new website at hscmonvalley.org. You can also call them at 412-829-7112, and you can find them on Penn Avenue in Turtle Creek. Broadcasting from the Tube City Center for Business and Innovation in downtown McKeesport, this is Two Rivers 30 Minutes on Radio 81 WEDO, 1550 and 101.1 WZUM, the Pittsburgh Jazz Channel, and Tube City Online Radio. We'll be back in 30 seconds. Support for this broadcast comes from Striffler's Family Funeral Homes. Since 1866, Striffler's has provided compassionate professional memorial services for families in White Oak, McKeesport, Dravosburg, Portview, and the surrounding areas. Striffler's offers comprehensive pre-planning services and aftercare. And through its affiliated company, Design Monuments, Striffler's also provides permanent markers and memorials crafted in stone, bronze, and other high-quality materials. Learn more at strifflers.com or call 412-678-6191. Human Services Center operates some programs of its own, including you have a bunch of youth programs. The, the one that comes to mind immediately for me is the Emerging Leaders 
program. Talk about some, what are some of the youth programs that you offer there at HSC? Yeah, actually, our youth programs are, are really our largest department of our organization. Um, we have what's called, like you said, the Emerging Leaders Program, which is, serves 155 low-income seniors in five different school districts within the Mont Valley, East Allegheny, McKeesport, Penn Hills, West Mifflin and Woodland Hills, um, where really the goal is to ensure that students not only graduate, but move on to post-secondary education, training, or the workforce. Um, every year, we have over 85% of our students move on to college, 98% graduate from high school. Um, so we have some really stellar outcomes, and that's because our staff are in the schools every day meeting with students, getting that special attention that they need, but also getting a class period throughout the week around workforce and college readiness. So it's really kind of a unique program that a lot of seniors in high school do not get is that special, um, really, attention around career development and what they need to, to move forward. And it's really nice to see that immediate change in their trajectory of life after high school is they really do, you start to see their successes right away. We also have Two other youth programs that are for first through fifth graders, where we serve mostly the Woodland Hills School District, only because we're housed within that servicing area of Woodland Hills. Um, but there we serve 80, 80 first through fifth graders, and we focus a lot on math and reading remediation in both of our programs, which all of the programs that the Human Services Center Mon Valley provides are free to our participants. So youth programs after school and summer are all free to our families, which is pretty unusual to find. Um, but the students are super behind, more behind than they ever have been before. Oh, Our sure. population always was slightly behind. But now since the pandemic, it is a pretty devastating number. So we are trying every day to try and combat that and get these kids the the help they need. Yeah, I, I've seen that's a, a national, well, it's an international problem, but definitely in, in the U.S. and Canada, I, I see a lot of teachers and school districts are, are reporting that right now because it, the remote learning, especially because it had to ramp up so quickly, was not as, as good as it could have been. Uh, with these these school programs, do the students come to you or do you go into the schools for the students? So for our Emerging Leaders Team program, the, uh, we have five full-time staff that go right directly to the schools every day and are in the schools all day. Our after-school and summer programs, the students come to us okay. and are there from about 3.30 to 7 o'clock, Monday through Friday, in our after-school program. And they work on math and reading remediation, homework help. We have a social and emotional anti-bullying curriculum that we go over. And, of course, the kids get to run around and have fun in the gym and <laughs> do a bunch of arts and, uh, arts and craft activities. Don't worry, we're not subjecting them to math and reading uh, for three hours after after school. But they definitely get a lot of structure. How, how do students connect with these programs? Are they referred by a teacher or guidance counselor? Or do they find out about them from podcasts and radio programs like this? How do the students connect yeah, with you? That's a great question. Um, you know, we've been around for so long. Our youth programs in general have been running for over 20 years. So, um, you know, I'm happy to say it's a lot of word of mouth and just the reputation of our program. Um, we're always full and with a long waiting list in all of our youth programs because we provide a lot of quality and kids love it. The parents really trust us and love what we do. Um, so it is a lot of word of mouth. Uh, the school districts do know about us and do refer students as they see that they need help or if, if there is some need there. Um, we have great partnerships with all, all five of the school districts that we work with. Um, so it's really a combination of things, but it is a lot of word of mouth, which I mean, I, 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 I think that's the best compliment we could have. Talk about the HIV AIDS working group, because I, I know you just recently have resumed having the, the annual AIDS walk 
in person, and I think the most recent one was October 1st of, of this year. How did Human Services Center come to, to view HIV AIDS as a, an area of focus that it wanted to work on? Yeah, so actually, oh man, decades ago, we started um, really getting into the work of HIV and AIDS awareness because actually in McKeesport, where you're based, is there was a really high percentage of um, HIV and AIDS and STDs in general um, that were spreading throughout that community. So we historically have really been interested in, you know, trying to, to combat those pockets of health issues in, in these Mon Valley areas um, and raise more awareness about the disease. And so um, we really have always been very focused on our walk, which you just mentioned, which is really um, quite a cool event. You know, it's always on the, the first Saturday of October where in the morning we, we gather and really um, have tables of of all about HIV AIDS awareness. We have free free testing for HIV and AIDS and a lot of education. And then we do, we go out into the community and take a nice walk all along trying to just bring shed light onto, um, you know, what we're doing and, and how to how to spread awareness and encourage community members to do the same. And during the pandemic, of course, we had to turn it to virtual. So it was really exciting to, to have it back again this year. And we actually moved the location to our, our site in Turtle Creek um, to try a new um, venue just to see, you know, a new community, more participation, and um, for people to bring back to our building, to start seeing all that's provided within our building. And it was really a great celebration of just kind of moving towards more normalcy, I should say. So it was great. <laughs> and, and how did that how did that work out? Because I I think that in the past you had set off from uh, the Bethlehem Baptist Church in McKeesport. So this time you mm-hmm. you set off from the Human Services Center Mall there in Turtle Creek. How how did yeah. it work out? About the same attendance, a little bit more. Yeah, it was about the same attendance. Yeah. Um, I think we'll get even more as time goes on because yeah. we switched the event. Um, it was a lot less of our McKeesport members came, but more from the other side came. So I think. As word spreads, I mean, it was, I want to say, two years of virtual walk, right. which you're probably wondering, how do you do a virtual walk? Right. But, so that, so, which, you know, we, it was nice to get everybody together again and really start spreading the word. And, uh, you know, we actually walked through various communities, not just Turtle Creek. We went through Turtle Creek, Wilmerding, and then ended up in Pitcairn and then turned back again. So I think um, it was just nice to be in, in more communities and just, being able to kind of refresh the event again. The next question I'm going to ask you is such a large question that literally people spend their entire lives studying it. So feel free to answer in 60 <laughs> seconds or less. Uh, oh, man. <laughs> but, but what are the root causes of, of some of the problems that you're, you're seeing in these communities? For instance, you know, the, the need for extra homework help or the need for extra tutoring, the need for mentoring of, of young people. Lack of resources. Yeah. Uh, you know, people don't have transportation to even get to a lot of learning areas, museums, um, to, to experience all those extra educational activities. Um, summer camps are expensive. So even in between school times, they don't get those experiences. There's a ton of families that are the working poor in the Mon Valley that really have, are really just working and have very little time to really make sure that they're home educating their kids on top of that. And I think that's a lot of the root causes that, um, you know, there isn't a whole lot of time in the day and there aren't a lot of resources that people in well-to-do areas have the chance to do for their, for their youth. 
um, for their children. And I think they, a lot of people get stuck in that cycle of poverty. And that's a lot of what the HSC does is tries to break that cycle and empower people to to move forward and improve their lives and to give them the tools to succeed, you know, not to enable them to empower them. So it really is about people powering people. I, I your new tagline. I, I have heard it said that uh, <laughs> that that the strongest determinant of of financial success in America is not your IQ, not your family, not your genetics. It's the zip code that you're born into, and mm-hmm. that sounds like you're confirming that at least for our area. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, uh, let's- that trauma too that communities see. Sorry, the com- trauma that a lot of our communities see is really hard for youth children to get over. We just saw that uh, as we're recording this a, a few days ago. Uh, there were two uh, students um, tragically uh, shot in McKeesport. Um, One of them uh, uh, passed fatally. And, and it sounds like yeah. that some of the programs that you're working with are trying to break that cycle. Yeah, our students' violence and seeing those things is almost normal to them on a daily basis. And nobody should have to deal with that and then go to school the next day and take a test. I mean, the, that's, that's a reality of our, of our students in our communities. Uh, our guest this morning is Leah O'Reilly. She is Director of Programs at Human Services Center in Turtle Creek. Uh, what used to be called the Human Services Center Corp. is now the Human Services Center Mon Valley, and you can find them online at hscmonvalley.org. You can also call them at 412-829-7112. This is Two Rivers 30 Minutes, and we'll be back in 30 seconds to wrap things up. Are you aware that currently 20% of veterans, regardless of era served, suffer from PTSD alone, and an average of 20 veterans commit suicide daily? So if you're a veteran suffering with these issues and need to talk, call Operation Vet Now or OVN at 1-800-273-8255 and press 1 or visit opvetnow.com. Dot org. But I, I mentioned I was teasing you about the website address and what it used to be. You still have a Mon Valley <laughs> Providers Council is still part of the programs that you do. What does the Mon Valley Providers Council do? Right. Yeah. So the Mon Valley Providers Council is an alliance of about 70 dues paying um, agencies that are involved in the work of the Mon Valley. And we really just facilitate different working groups that come together to help fill gaps and services within the Mon Valley. So it's a really nice almost collaboration of a ton of agencies within our, our service area um, that really just need to come together to partner. And it, they are from all over. They're from uh, McKeesport and Clareton and Duquesne and, and Wilkinsburg. And, and uh, you, you pull in some from the University of Pittsburgh and, and from some of the other uh, large organizations as well. Uh, I think Goodwill is part of that and CCAC is part Goodwill, of that as well. Uh, oh, yeah. They're a huge partner of ours, a huge member of the MVPC. Yeah, we have small organizations and large ones. We even, you know, Department of Human Services is involved in the Mon Valley Providers Council, um, you know, it really stretches the gamut because everyone sees the importance of our work. Nobody, no one organization is going to do everything alone. So we have to work together. You alluded to this before we took the break. We were talking about the, the, the generational trauma and the violence that, that many of our young people uh, in the Mon Valley area have, have grown up witnessing. You said it's almost become normalized for them to have a friend or a family member who's been touched by especially gun violence. Uh, mental health um, services have always been a big part at the Human Services Center, correct? What, what are some of the mental health services people can access through the so Human Services Center? Provide, yeah. 
We don't provide that directly. We actually, that's why we do find the Mon Valley Providers Council in our human services mall so important because that's who we connect all of our clients to is TCV in our building. Mm -hmm. Um, We will to Swirl Health Center. We will, we do within our Mon Valley Providers Council members who are all, you know, who many of them are part of that mental health challenge. And I think um, Monoc Behavioral Health is, I think UPMC Monoc Behavioral is is part of it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, um, you know, mental health is weaved through all of the issues that that people face in general. And um, if it's not treated properly, they can't move on to another important step in their lives productively. So, um, yeah, we do think that mental health in general is really important. And we've seen that even more since the pandemic, how much that has really really hit hard on the people of the Mon Valley and and how they really do need those supportive services. We only have a few minutes left. Um, We mentioned a few times Squirrel Hill Health Center uh, is a partner, I think, in the Providers Council, but they're going to be opening a facility in your building. What sorts of services will people be able to access through Squirrel Hill Health Center there? They'll be able to get a ton of different, um, well, one, just regular checkups, exams, um, testing, uh, various screenings, they will also um, have various, trying to think, uh, a lot of outreach around health education as well, um, a whole a whole host of services. They're actually still trying to gather all of the things they want to make sure they are ready to bring to the center because there are so many needs within the Mon Valley. And in our even in our neighborhoods in general, there is a lot to that people need. So we want to make sure that the services are, are a great match for the people that come through our building. So so primary care and preventative health care and screenings and, and vaccines, all of those family medicine type things exactly. uh, they'll be bringing. Coming up is going to be their tax forms, right? You, <laughs> right. you what, One program that a lot of people probably know the Human Services Center uh, for in Turtle Creek is offering free tax prep. When, when does that begin and mm-hmm. what kind of help do you need uh, with the tax prep program? So tax prep will officially start for us in um, the first week of February. However, um, you know, we are still gathering our volunteers. So it's uh, mostly volunteer driven where we have um, people trained by the IRS to help prepare taxes um, for people, low income people. Um, And we really do. It's a really important service. It sounds like a very unusual service for an organization to provide, but you know, last year we served over 600 taxpayers. We returned over a million dollars back um, in refunds to the community. So, and we also just educate people on what the tax process is, financial literacy around that, and just make them feel more comfortable. It's a very stressful time, especially for the people we serve. So we, you know, we really need some caring people. You don't have to be math whizzes to do this. Um, you just have to be Willing to, you know, come once a week for a three-hour shift during tax season um, to really be part of that process. Well, and, you, and and I know we're just about out of time, but if you don't file taxes, my understanding is you're not eligible for things such as the child tax credit. You're not, you were not eligible for the pandemic relief. You're not eligible for foreclosure prevention programs because even if you have a low income that you would not have a tax burden to pay. You need to have that proof that you filed the taxes in order to access these other programs. Exactly. And we don't want people going to, you know, oftentimes predatory places where they're going to have to give somebody a lot one, of money to three hundred dollars yeah. for preparing their taxes. Let let them have the whole refund. Um, and that's really what we're trying to do for the people we serve. So if somebody wants to volunteer for the tax prep program, uh, how how will they reach out to you and how fast do they have to do it? 
So they can reach out directly to the Human Services Center. They can um, they can email me um, or Stephanie uh, Eason, who oversees that program um, at S-E-S-O-N at HSCMonValley.org. Or you can give us a call at 412-829-7112 um, during business hours. And, and you know what? We'll we'll be happy to uh, to talk to you about volunteering. And it probably does help if you have had an office background, especially if you're retired from an office or accounting firm or something like that. But you, you said you don't have to be a math whiz to, to help someone just prepare their taxes. Yeah, um, and, you know, we have a whole gamut of people, college students, people that come after work, before work, because um, we're open in the evenings as well. Uh, Leah O'Reilly is director of programs at the newly renamed uh, Human Services Center Mon Valley, but it's not a new organization. It's been around since 1982. They are physically located in Turtle Creek in the old Turtle Creek Elementary School at 519 Penn Avenue. But they uh, their their reach uh, is throughout the southeastern part of Allegheny County, throughout the Turtle Creek Valley and the Mon Valley. You can find them online, like I said, at hscmonvalley.org. Or you can call them at 412-829-7112. Leah, thank you so much for taking some time to talk with us this morning. Thank you so much. This was really nice. And, you know, we love to spread the word about our work. Any way that anybody needs help or wants to help, let us know. And thank you all for listening this week to Two Rivers 30 Minutes, broadcasting from the Tube City Center for Business and Innovation in downtown McKeesport. So long for now. You've been listening to Two Rivers 30 Minutes, copyright Tube City Community Media Incorporated. Opinions expressed on this program are not those of Tube City Community Media Incorporated. Listener support makes this program possible. If you'd like to make a tax-deductible contribution, please visit our website at tubecityonline.com and click on the donate link. You can also get a free subscription to this program and other podcasts at our website using Apple's iTunes or Stitcher.com. If you've got a question or comment, we hope you'll write to us. Our address is Tube City Community Media Incorporated, P.O. Box 94, McKeesport, PA, 15134. You can email us at TubeCityTiger at gmail.com or call us at area code 412-614-9659. And you can find us on Facebook and Twitter at TubeCityOnline. Online.